Hi, this is Claudia Gray, the author of Lost Stars and Into the Dark, and you're listening to The Living Force. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. Hello there. A Utini Podcast Network production. Good relations with the Wookiees, I have. Episode 153, the Star Wars High Republic Draft. This is a ship that made the Kessel Run in 14 parsecs. On this episode, a Utini meeting documentary update. 12. New information on Star Wars Celebration. And we're on the clock as the Utini crew drafts characters from the High Republic. We're a little rushed, so if you'll just get on board, we'll get out of here. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Hilton, Eric Eilerson, and guest host Emma Park. Utini! Oh, hello everyone! Welcome to the Living Force, the Utini Network podcast all about the High Republic. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and tonight was going to be... Part one of the Midnight Horizon Roundtable. However, one of our glorious co-hosts, Dr. Charles Hankel, who puts together those roundtables, got called away to, I wasn't listening, I think it was Save a Baby in some way. <laughs> um, but he's doing doctor things tonight, and we can't do a roundtable without our Charles, so that will be next week. Tonight, though, we still have a great show for you, including me, including Dr. Corey, I'll see you in Helton! What's up, Betty? <laughs> what? That was quite the transition. Hello, folks. I am uh, running tech tonight. Wes is also absent. Interesting turn of events. We have had a uh, – the hosts are dropping like flies. <laughs> it's kind of wild. It truly is. But we don't have Charles. We don't have Wes. But we're going to take the gear shift to the living force. We're going to shove it all the way up front and put it in park. It's Emma Park! <laughs> That was the best intro ever. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm, I just got to say that I'm happy that I'm not doing the roundtable because that's so difficult and I don't know how Charles does it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's the key thing is that we can't do what Charles does. But what we can do is have a great show for you tonight. Uh, thank you. One, Emma, thank you for filling in on such short notice. And to our buddies Charles and Wes, we love you very much. We'll see you next week. To all of you in the chat, hello. If you're watching us live, we hope you're having a great Monday, make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel to make sure you don't miss any Utini goodness. And if you're listening on audio, we love you too. Hope you had a great week. And of course, make sure to subscribe to us on any podcatcher. Go ahead, leave some reviews if you like. Helps people find the show. One other quick shout out I want to say at the top of the show is to our very own Jared over on Legends Look Back. He put out an essential Legends collection guide. Collection guide, right, kind of odd. Over at Utini.com. This past week, it was our first guide and kind of our new push of content that actually Emma, you and I have been putting together, and I thought he did a great job with it. If you are not familiar with the Essential Legends collection, it is all there in the guide at utini.com. If you go to the guide page and you go to Getting Started Guides, there's a really, really beautiful page that says Guide to the Essential Legends collection that was written by Jared with a lovely thumbnail by our very own Stephen. Look at this page. Look at that beautiful page that Jared wrote all about the ELC. I'm very happy with this, guys. What do you think? uh, Jared did a great job on this. Um, Honestly, it can be really confusing. Like, they're republishing books that are 20, 30 years old. Like, wow, that's confusing. But, um, yeah, he did a great job, and I'm really excited for this new push of content that Eric and I have been working on on planning out. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. 
Absolutely. And yes, everyone, we didn't want you to go a week without remembering that Heir to the Empire is 30 years old and we are <laughs> aging. All right. Now over to our lovely Patreon community. We want to say a giant thank you to some new patrons. Some new Noon. I don't know when you subscribe. Whoa, hello. Some new patrons. <laughs> some nude, some nude, nude patrons. patrons. Uh, Lane Hickerson and Sean Faust, you joined oh, us this man. week. Thank you. Welcome to the Utini Patreon family. We hope you're enjoying everything, including the Rogue One commentary that has been published in both versions. You can listen to our commentary with the movie in the background, or you can listen to our commentary and watch the movie on your own. We've had a few people already check it out. We hope you are loving it because we love making it. And we finally did it. Revenge of the Sith is coming soon. We do now, though, have... That was... That grammar was horrendous as it flew out of my mouth. We do now have, now, currently, a patron of the week. We haven't had one of those in quite a while. And you know who usually does those? Charles. You know who's not here? Charles. And Wes. But (laughs) I will do what I can because our patron of the week is here in chat. Uh, She is one of the most visible members of our entire community always has some absolutely incredible thoughts you know her you love her it's stephanie mack uh so i will do what i can in charles's stead to read stephanie's incredible patron message with a little question to us near the end stephanie writes my name is stephanie mack great opening and i'm from the wretched hive of scum and villainy that is the town of hawkesbury ontario canada where everyone either knows a spice dealer or knows someone who knows a spice dealer. (laughs) Star Wars is one of what I call my legacy fandoms. Basically, fandoms that my parents had that they got me into as well. My mother grew up watching the original trilogy in theaters from back when she was seven years old, and she baptized me into the fandom when I was three years old. We had this little ritual where she and my dad would pull the fold-out bed out of our couch, and we'd snuggle together under the covers watch a movie. She showed me the OT on VHS this way, and I've been hooked ever since. There was a falling out of the fandom for a while when my mother saw The Phantom Menace. My mother hated the prequels of the Passion, especially Jar Jar. A major reason I love the sequel trilogy is because they brought my mother back into the Star Wars fandom and gave me new good memories of watching Star Wars with her. Love it. Okay, yikes. Uh, How can you ask me to detail my favorite Star Wars story? But not give me the time to write the novel-length response this question is clearly begging for. Stephanie, that's a great point. Trust me, there will be a proper essay after this heavily abridged version. For me, the story that has meant the most to me is The High Republic. What a perfect episode for you, Stephanie. All of it. From the moment Avar Chris's voice called out to the leader of Hetzel Prime in his darkest, loneliest, and most desperate moment to tell him that he wasn't alone and that help was coming and the emotions that I never expected to overwhelm me at that moment, this incredible story arrived right when I, was, when I feel we all desperately needed it, whether we understood it at the time or not. With its themes of finding ways to stand together even when they are far apart, despite the forces of a numerous and seemingly undefeatable opponent that wants to divide and destroy them. The unity that is summed up so damn beautifully by the words that became our rallying cry, we are all the Republic. I decided to join Patreon due to two major reasons. The first reason is I really want to see that first meeting documentary. Quick thing, Stephanie, we've been seeing some rough cuts, and yeah, I cried. Uh, the second and the biggest and most important reason is that I wanted to give back to you guys for making Star Wars fun for me again. I was so damn sick of the constant toxicity I saw everywhere online. So finding an awesome group of people who I could discuss the books with and just have fun with is more than worth supporting. Keep being awesome. Thanks, Steffi. Question time for everyone, and it is a two-parter. All right, Koryama, listen up. What is your Star Wars Holy Grail? And if you managed to get it, how did you go about retrieving it? Something that's like a toy, book, physical thing. 
In this case, Holy Grail is the one thing you wanted most. Tell us that story. All right, guys. So, oh, the Star Wars Holy Grail. Do you have it or what would it be? I think I know the answer That's to tough. this. That's tough. Corey, you're muted also, if you're muttering. Emma, go ahead. All right, all right let's do this. Think. So I think that my Holy Grail would be the Ultimate Collector Series Millennium Falcon, the one that used to be, like, the biggest oh. Lego set ever. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, holy smokes. First of all, it's hard to find. I think they're making less and less of them. Also, I love mm-hmm. – it comes with, like, enough pieces <clears throat> to convert it between the original trilogy version with, like, the different radar dish and the sequel trilogy version. And it also comes with both sets of figures. So I love that, that connection. Oh, I and I mean, who, who doesn't love the Millennium Falcon? It's, it's the coolest ship. So I, I think that's, no, that's my holy grail. Yeah. All right. Ooh, now oh, Corey, man. you you've been know. you've been a little so more minimalist lately too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has to be something that like like the bookshelf is pretty sparse behind me, right? So it's got to make it on the yeah. bookshelf. So like, I think around. I want signed copy by Jedi. I no, <laughs> I want I want the original movie prop. Anakin's lightsaber yes. that Obi-Wan gave to Luke in A New Hope. Ooh. The first time you ever see a lightsaber, that's what I want. Dang. I want the original one. The real one. I mean, it was in the film. You're talking about Grail. Yeah, I mean, that's the Grail. That's There's one of them. How do I get it? I don't know. I don't know who I have to kill, but I am prepared to do so. <laughs> I think you might have to, Just honestly. Kidding. Just kidding. But seriously, that would be really, really cool. Like, honestly, there's a lot of like movie props or movie replicas. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like that stuff. I mean, it's the it's the thousand dollar plus type of display options, yeah. right? But like, just like I don't want a, I don't want ten grand worth of stuff. I just want one. I just want one really cool thing. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen uh I've seen like a movie replica of uh of like the 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 Death Star plans, like the hard drive looking thing oh, from yeah. Rogue One that they're carrying around. That would be really really cool. The thing or the no no it's the disc that uh. The guy's like, take it, take it through the door. I've seen one of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want one of those. That'd be really, really cool to have on display. Dang, I love that. I love that. I'm going to go with something that's that's off the beaten path for me. Because I don't don't collect these. But there is one thing I've been looking at for years. And it is the, the crew jacket from Empire Strikes Back that's like it's bright blue and orange and has a ton of patches on yes. it that all the crew got because it was so freaking cold and i think oh, columbia cool. made a replica of it that's like mm-hmm. it goes for at least like 7 800 dollars at its lowest usually mm-hmm. it's over a grand um and that is one i think i think our friend chase over at, at pink milk has one that i saw oh, them nice. have on twitter and i'm like whoo especially for chicago winters I look at that and yeah. I'm like, oh my god, it's it's really you can rock that in the snow. really beautiful. Yeah, yeah uh, blind face in the chat brings up a good point. The solo goblets, those are grills for me. <laughs> They're getting closer because they do sell them on the Galactic Star Cruiser. They do have like the the Star Cruiser emblazoned on the cup though, so so they're still not technically that. But I am trying to get them. And Jacob, I appreciate your support. I don't collect these yet. I don't click these yet. Thank you for correcting me, you dirty enabler. Oh, man. Um, but if you all have some Holy Grails of collecting, whether it be a Funko Pop, a book, uh, a saber, a jacket, a movie prop, a Lego, we want to hear about it. Throw them in the chat. Throw them in the comments. Let us know. And I hope you get them. And you don't have to kill too many people for it. Because, you know, one or two, what are you going to do? Uh, we want to say thank you to Stephanie and to our whole Patreon community who really helps everything 
work at Uchini. The reason we do anything is because of all of you. We hope you're enjoying all the stuff we have coming your way. Our Revenge of the Sith commentary is coming soon. And as Stephanie said, at the $1,000 level, our full documentary from our Asheville trip is coming up. And, uh, yeah, like I said, we've seen some rough cuts. Our buddy Nathan has been pouring through the footage we sent him and has put in some really great raw footage. Uh, Corey, you saw that raw footage. or Not even raw. It's edited in a draft at this yeah, point. And it is we, edited. It's cut. The I first mean, cut. Edit, uh, Nathan did the first cut. And I do have to say, like, like Nathan Nathan reached out to us early on and was like, holy smokes, you guys did a really good job of documenting this this thing. And, like, like looking back through the footage and stuff and the cuts that he's done, like, he's right. Yeah, there's a <laughs> like, lot of stuff. Like, there is – I mean, we had, like, 12 hours of footage. I mean, it was it was crazy. Like, we recorded, like, almost every major conversation and every time that a pizza gets thrown in the oven. Like, it's kind of ridiculous how much yeah. – how much we recorded and like there's like there's some pretty moving moments where we sort of come to like we're di- we're discussing this crazy freaking thing that like we've all been internet friends all this time it's wild meeting up in person and it feels like you just like like you know when you have a you have an old friend and like you just pick up where you left off that's what it felt like mm-hmm. for us even though we were in person it's wild and i don't know it's a really cool and profound experience because covid I think a lot of people have got that right because COVID has made internet internet friends such a powerful thing. So mm-hmm. it's been uh, it's been it's been fun. I'm I'm really really excited to you know see this final product come about and like I think personally I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it in a very very special place and I imagine that I will come back and watch this goofy documentary like probably a thousand times as yeah. the years roll on and stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're making this crazy documentary. If you have no idea what the heck we're talking about, Eric, Charles, West, and I, and Tim, we all met up in uh, Asheville, North Carolina um, back in January, and uh, we're making a documentary out of the experience. The first time any of us ever met in person after being internet friends for like three years. Um, so it was pretty cool. And uh, that is going to be the $1,000 Patreon reward so we are swiftly approaching that so whenever we hit that we will finally release a documentary which is good because it's i mean i'm sure nathan can speak to this it is taking a very long time to edit because there's mm-hmm. just so much footage and um it's gonna be fun i'm really really excited yeah great idea also jacob after that our next patreon goal will be a commentary track for that documentary great idea <laughs> it'll just be it'll just be like an hour of all of us just weeping like that's yeah. all it will be or no we'll have every, we'll have like emma and all of our other hosts on all the other shows comment on us and be like wow wow look wow. at these guys wow look what, at these what a bunch guys of so narcissists sweet. look at this it's <laughs> no. perfect all right we'll see you all on that one and of course nathan has the footage to ruin us forever if he wants to and thank you nathan for not putting all of it in the documentary Only one thing on the Star Wars Weekly Roundup this week, and it is big, and it came this morning. For months and months, we have been wondering when were we going to get an official confirmation that Star Wars Celebration was happening at all. Uh, You know, a lot of cons have been moving to virtual only, even though the COVID numbers seem to be getting better internationally. It's still very much a thing, so we were a little worried. But this morning, on the official Star Wars Celebration Twitter account, we got some updates. Uh, Corey, let's see what that said. Number one, we got the artwork. And uh, Emma, Corey, how do you, how do you think about this artwork for our audio listeners? That Dude, are looking I at? Is am, it cool? I am so <laughs> stoked for this. So it looks like – so I've only been to one other celebration, right? So I, I don't really know how all the celebrations have worked in the past. But there was like a sort of an artistic – like theme like to celebration like a lot of the like a lot of the t-shirts had similar artwork like all the banners and stuff hanging throughout the whole 
like convention center had like a special artwork, like the the uh, like the lanyards and the tickets, like everything was kind of themed with this artwork. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that's what this is. So they like released this cool silhouette kind of minimalist thing and it looks super cool it's like a tan it's like lots of tans like very tatooine-esque right yeah and it's got like it's got darth vader and who else is the emperor i didn't even notice all these layers darth vader the the emperor maul mandalorian ahsoka and luke i guess that is in the middle there so yeah yeah Yeah. this is absolutely just breathtaking and there's like the razor crest in there and bb-8 in the corner r2d2 that is that is Anakin, I think, in with the oh. the second silhouette. Oh, it's he has totally a blue is. lightsaber. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think you're Darth right. Darth Vader barges into the temple, dude. What the heck? Anyway, I, pretty crazy, pretty crazy yeah. uh, wow. artwork reveal we got, which is pretty rad. So pretty I love it. That. The celebration store, uh, the online store, where you can get stuff beforehand. There, it's got to go online for <clears> ticket holders. <throat> I think on March 10th. And there's stuff like you can get this on a tote bag, you can get this on a t-shirt, and, you know, they're really pushing that hard. Along with some 20th anniversary Attack of the Clones stuff, but they did confirm now that, you know, just like Phantom Menace had at the last celebration, it looks like Attack of the Clones is getting the full celebration treatment with the 20th. But we also got some very important announcements regarding what you're going to have to do to get into the convention center, including health and safety updates. The, honestly, probably the biggest question for a lot of folks that were going. And they did confirm here... That uh, to get, go to Star Wars Celebration 2022, every attendee under the age of five or over the age of five must have an FDA-approved authorized vaccine for COVID. Uh, they do not require a booster third shot, but you do need to have either one Johnson & Johnson or two Moderna or Pfizer vaccines. Uh, they will also require, for the proof of vaccine, it sounds like they're going to use a digital uh, way of verification. I used it for Chicago's uh, C2E2 convention last year. It's super easy, so if you're attending, don't worry about that. If you have someone under five, you're going to need a proof of a negative test that was performed no more than one day before admission. And every attendee will be required to wear an approved face covering at all times at the show. So start with celebration. We will, or at least those of us that have tickets, will be there. We'll be masked. We'll be vaxxed. And that's uh, official in May. So... Uh, I, I guess I want to say, number one, did this surprise you guys that they just said, yes. I know it's two months away, but bam, masked and vast. Masked Listen, and vast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have to say, as a physician, I've pretty much lost all faith in humanity in the last two years. Uh, Can't blame you. you. Know, in their ability to you know, care about their fellow man. So honestly, quite frankly, I am shocked. <laughs> I think they're going to lose a fairly significant amount of you know, uh, attendance from that. More right? Funkos in a good for way. me, baby. In a good way. In a good way. <laughs> More yeah, yeah. Funkos like, for me. I know. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. I, I really want to commend Reed Pop for going above and beyond. I mean, yeah. Reed Pop like kind of has not a great reputation for running conventions. Mm-hmm. And I thought for sure they would take the easy way out and just be like, whatever, it's fine. Like anybody can do what they want. So for them to like really step up and go through all the extra trouble and money and effort and energy that this is going to take to make sure all this stuff is working correctly before they go in and have people guarding the doors, making sure people are wearing masks. Like that's a pretty major undertaking that really changes the dynamic of the whole Star Wars celebration experience. And to do that is pretty 
cool uh, because honestly that includes a very sensitive population with very sensitive health needs, right? To open the doors to those types of folks. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I want everybody to be able to get this, get this experience. And if you have to put a dang mask on your face, like I have been wearing virtually 24 seven and every other person in the medical community has been wearing 24 seven for the last two years, then I'm happy to do it for this thing too. So you know, yeah. if you have a problem with this, get over it. Too bad. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. agree with you more. Couldn't say it any better myself, so I'm not even going to try. <laughs> Love yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome job to read, Pop. Can't wait. We can't wait to see all y'all in a very safe, awesome environment. But a third thing we found out, we may be able to see even more of you than we had originally thought because they announced, as this slide shows, there are more tickets that are going back on sale. This is the key part, everybody. March 15th, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So that is going to be noon Eastern, 11 Central, 10 Mountain, 9 Pacific on March 15th. Set your calendars now. You can go to swca2022.com slash tickets. I mean, I assume if you follow anyone in Star Wars on Twitter or any other spaces, everyone will be knowing... uh, you know what the links are. Make sure you're if you're in our Discord, head to the celebration channel. Everyone has been awesome about drops. And if you didn't get tickets the first time around, I hope you were able to get them here. Because again, the more people that can go and experience this, if you're financially able, if you can get the time off, if you feel safe, all that stuff, it's really gonna be something to remember. And and more importantly, it's my first celebration. Yeah. So you wanna be there for that, guys. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. For real. I, I I I actually can't wait. Uh, Blind Fate's great question. How much do the tickets sell for? I wish I remembered off the top of my head. I, I, I remember off the top two of years my, ago. I remember Emma, off the top of my head. Yes, uh, it is the four day pass is one hundred and ninety five dollars. The Jedi Master VIP pass is nine hundred dollars, and a one day pass is seventy five dollars. Bam! Wow. wow. All right. I'm, uh, not gonna lie, I'm pretty impressed. By That's that. amazing. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know how it's even possible to get the VIP tickets. Quite frankly, they're sold out like within so a minute, less than a minute. Like it's like in five seconds. Like it's insane. Yeah, gotta have like, the fastest internet in the um, world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, w- I will say I did a. I will say I did a really sleazy thing when I was at Celebration, and I kind of snuck my way into one of the VIP lines one time. But all the people that were in the line were like, "Hey, you don't belong here," so I had to leave. But you know, you know. and you know what? You didn't. That's right. They were right. They were right. They, they were, were right. right. Corey learned his place that day. <laughs> but we hope to see you all at Celebration if you can. Again, stay tuned. Honestly, the Star Wars Celebration Twitter, now that they've actually posted something, uh, they're being pretty responsive for people's questions. Go check them out. We hope to see you all there in May. Really can't wait. But guess what? Before then, there's you know, there's books coming out. There's Star Wars books. And you can head over to utini.com and check out the release schedule where you can pre-order things like the High Republic Tempest Runner. The script is coming out March 15th. I did get my copy early. It is a thick boy. It is over uh, right right here. Back, let me see, right, right there above me, back there on my shelves. It is giant and glorious. Um, and then, of course, Queen's Hope is coming out on April 5th. And the entire Essential Legends collection Wave 3 is coming out on April 5th. And as we said at the top of the show, you can check out Jared's Guide to the Essential Legends Collection to make sure you have all those titles pre-ordered to get them in their new trade paperbacks. It is my my favorite thing we do on this show. I'll say it. Other than the round, I like the roundtables a lot, but God, do I love drafts. Because if you're new <laughs> to The Living Force, uh, we sometimes do these things where we draft teams of our favorite books, of our favorite characters, of favorite things all over. And tonight... 
In honor of phase one of the High Republic officially ending with Eye of the Storm number two, uh, we are going to draft a team of High Republic characters. Now, we're going to try to be, I'd say, relatively spoiler-free on this show, but for the most part, there may be slight spoilers that go on with phase one. Uh, not not anything too major, I would say. You know, we have some people... Yeah, we, we, we won't talk about when anybody dies. Yeah, we won't talk about anyone's deaths. Yeah. That's a good rule. Yeah, and we also have a, a specific category that, that I made intentionally to be non-spoiler, which I'll tell you about now. Uh, so how tonight's going to work? There are so many great characters in the phase one of the High Republic. We're going to make teams that are made up of two Jedi Masters, two Jedi Knights slash Padawans, because there are some Padawans that become Knights... But I don't want to tell you if that's the case, just so you don't get spoiled. But also, it's like the youngins. So, two old ones, two youngins, one non-Jedi. Now, that can mean Force user is not a Jedi, or like an ally that's, that's non-Force sensitive, that's, but still a good guy. And then, a villain. So, we're going to have six people. These are going to be our favorites. Uh, we did this recently with the Jedi Council. We made our Jedi Council where Wes picked the most geriatric squad you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> uh, if we can remember that. Love you, Wes. Hope you're doing well. I'm sorry you're working tonight. Um, and Emma, I was recently on the Cosmic Forest where we had a lovely time doing a comics creator draft. We did. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was so much fun, even though I lost the Twitter poll. It's okay. It's okay. I don't even remember who won. It wasn't It wasn't either of us, Eric, was it? I think it was Jacob. I, it, I, yeah, it definitely wasn't me because I don't remember who won. Yeah, it, it's okay. That, it's okay. It goes right out. It's not me. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I mean, I, I love these drafts as well. I mean, uh, you know, you've probably heard us talk a lot about fantasy football. You know, Eric and I are in the Utini <clears throat> Fantasy Football League, so we love this kind of thing. And to, make, to make it Star yep. Warsy is just, you know, it's just obviously something we would do. So <laughs> Exactly. It's a way of making rankings without being toxic. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's, which that's, is hard to do. Yeah. Great way to put it. Um, so now... Without any further ado, how this is going to work, we're going to spin a wheel of names to get our draft order, which is why we're going to go in, in traditional snake order. So the first person gets a pick, then the second person, then the third person picks twice. It goes back to two, then the first person picks twice. So it kind of goes in a little snake, if you're familiar with the game on your mom's Nokia phone. All right, <laughs> Corey. I want to make sure the sound is on this because I love the sound that occurs. All right, here it is. No, subdued applause? No, we don't want that. We want, we want. Not subdued. I want, I want boisterous applause. Also, Jacob, yes, you did win the Utini Fantasy League. Well done. Where's that? Where's that? Oh, loud applause. Here we go. All right. right, Oh, and also, real quick, I I do want to say, Stephanie is already starting it in the chat. Absolutely lobby for your favorites in the chat tonight, y'all. You, you may be able Mm. to sway us into drafting your face. So make sure, make sure you tell us why. All right, Corey. Let's see how loud this thing's going to be in my AirPods. I can't wait. We'll see. I hope the sound even goes through. We're going to Spin find out. Spin that wheel. Right. Wow. The first, the first pick in the 2022 oh, High Republic nice. draft. No way! Yes. Woo! Where's the dramatic it's... applause? Where is it? Yeah. Right, there we go. It's Emma Emma Park with the first pick. All right. The 101. All right. So me and Corey. Are you ready? Uh, who's ready got second? Go. Oh, my God. Now I'm – I didn't – why did I assume? Give I me that. No. Yes. All right, Corey with the second, Very which good. makes me third. All right. We are. Oh, you, you may spit. You may spit. Oh, yeah. oh, Who's it gonna be? Thanks, Who's Corey. It gonna be? Oh, this is I'm a visual kidding. joke. No, no. Yeah, I want to see it go. through. There you go. 
Okay, there you go. Why am I nervous that it's not going to be me, even though I'm well, the only no. name? <laughs> it's Charles, right. everyone. No. <laughs> Take All right. So, Emma, first pick. Again, just to remind folks at home, we are drafting two Jedi Masters, two Jedi Knights or Padawans, one non-Jedi, and one villain. This can, however, be in whatever order we so choose. So there is strategy. Strategy. If some of your favorites are in certain categories. So, Emma. Strategy. With dun, strategy? Dun, we'll find out. I think With the good. first pick in the High Republic draft. The floor is yours. All right. This is going to shock a lot of people, I believe. Um, I want to pick my villain first mm-hmm. uh, because I freaking love Lorna D. I mean, she's amazing. Lorna D. Lorna D. Lorna D. I also love Lorna D. I know. She's good. She's so great. She's so great. I mean, I, I really do. Listen, that I've said, I've said this before. The audio drama has grown yeah. on me in my memory of that experience. Wow. Like, wait, for me too. like a whole lot for some reason. Me so too. I loved yeah, that. it was, it was good. Right. Yeah, I mean, she got her so, own yeah, audio drama, on. and she's got you know extremely sharp teeth she's very menacing <laughs> um it's a female twilight that is not for your entertainment um if you, if you, <laughs> she's yep. slay yeah up. i mean that's nice yeah she, she's great i think I, I love how you know well that might be a little spoiler never mind never mind i i retract my statement i, I don't want to be known as wes anymore so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> that is fair Corey. do we have a do we have a, a visual on the lorna d for those that don't know because she was uh, featured yeah Yes, in the, maybe. Yes, yeah, so Lorna D. Go. Here we go. Yeah. Featured in Tempest right here Runner. in the Tempest Runner cover. Oh, look at that! Number one pick. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, she's, that's some good stuff. She's crazy. Like, I mean, especially like if you read the comics, the Higher Public comics. That's when you get to see her face without a mask for the first time, which was mm-hmm. extremely menacing and terrifying, and gave me nightmares. So. <laughs> All right, you got some massive love from Alex and Stephanie in the chat already. Great yes. job, Lorna D. Off the board on Emma's team, Corey. Are mm. already I, wild. Uh, what do you got for? I know. Yours? Right out. Right out the <laughs> gate. Right out the gate. Um, I'm going to go with Jedi Master Okay, uh, here, and I think for my choice, I'm going to go nice and safe with uh, the first option on this list right here. I'm going to go with Avar Chris. Avar Chris, Jedi Master. The light of the Jedi, the hero of I mean, Hetzel. Oh, look at this art. Look at oh. this blonde goddess. Like, yes. Come on. Correct. She's gorgeous. <laughs> this is, I, I love that. I love that. The High Republic has utterly embraced that she's a very attractive individual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like uh, people on Twitter keep saying how hot everybody is the High Republic, and they are. Everyone great. is so hot it's in the High Republic. It's true. wonderful. Yeah. They are. They're beautiful. It's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. Avar Chris is a really, really cool character, and I have all of the digital comics downloaded that have her, including, well, not concluding, but her story as this continued. In it, and I haven't read them yet, but just on my list. Oh, Corey! Oh my God! You have to, especially if you love Avar. Like I know. her story in these I final wait. issues is insane, insane. Yeah, so I know. good. I'm, I'm ready. I, I fully embrace the digital comics. The iPad is loaded up. Oh yeah, I have Bada them bing. ready to go. Got my, got my Avar Chris right here. Yeah. My Avar Chris love. Uh, mm. Wonderful, great pick. I mean, if Avar Chris wasn't an awesome character, frankly, the higher public might not have worked. Right, first book, That's true. Main character. 
Oh, yeah. God. Her, and, and also her she, Song of the Force business is just one of the coolest, yeah. most clever creations, I think, in all Star Wars literature, and I really love that. Well, and also, like, you know, she, she kind of has that, like, battle meditation type of force power. I think that's so yeah. cool. Yeah, she does. So cool. Mm-hmm. For sure. Which means, Corey, the rest of your team is, is always in sync now, because Avar Chris can that's bring right. them all in. Uh, quick, that's right. <laughs> quick point from the chat. Blind Fates uh, saying Kasev is very underrated as a villain. That's true, but Jared does make That's a true. great point. His hand has to be picked separately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, great. Kasev, All right. you forgot your hand. So, we're at the, already at the tail end of the first round here. Right, so, oh, so yeah, Avar Chris, I, I also want to get better at saying where people can read about these characters. We did say Lorna was mm, Tempest yeah. Runner in the High Republic comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey, we had Light of the Jedi and a yep. High Republic comic as well for Avar Chris. We're kind of our main bits for that. Great points. Okay. All right. Whew. That will become more important as we pick lesser-known characters. Absolutely. Believe, but, yeah. And I think I will later on, because there's so many great characters, that there could be some fun combos. However, for my first pick, which is the last pick of the first round, I'm going to go with a safe pick as well. And there's really only one person no. that oh, I could choose. To be my villain, and it's Marky on Row. Everyone, come on! What are we doing Marky here? It's a good pick. Absolutely, it's a good pick. The freaking Aaron Donald of the draft, I will say, uh, for my football fans, Marky on Row. Uh, I will still say probably the greatest. Speaking of hot people, my good golly goodness, look at that man. <laughs> um, one of the best villain introductions ever in Light of the Jedi, I think. Um, I, the storm has been phenomenal to get his backstory, but just the psychotic journey of him through light of the Jedi to rising storm to fallen star, even though he's less kind of less featured in fallen star, you see him. So just, uh, he's, he's disgusting. He's disgusting, but also so villainous. And I think one of the most weirdly three dimensional, Villains we've gotten in a while. And Caleb, before I... I, I want to hear, Corey and Emma, what you guys think about Markeon as well. Uh, I am, yes, Caleb, a Markeon ho. <laughs> Proudly. <laughs> Proudly wearing those colors. Oh, man. Listen, Markeon Roe is... Uh, he reminds me... Uh, because he's not human, right? Or is he... He is not he's human. Not. In Eye of the Storm, yes. we do get right. his species. I was, I ha- I, I hesitated. I hesitated. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's not human. Humanoid. He reminds <laughs> me... Yeah, he is humanoid in all of his, all of his hot pictures. He... <laughs> looks very human yep. but he reminds me of uh oh man what's his name uh, from solo uh the in the the near human or whatever the the villain what's the guy's name oh oh, oh, oh yeah dryden um, voss yeah dryden voss what yes a, jesus oh, hot take one of my that. other favorite villains in all of star wars no lie yes love him yes yes that's like, not a hot take they're very that's similar in a lot of ways yeah that's cool yeah yeah, I uh, good character. Mark and Rose is a good character. I think he's super interesting because he's one of the few characters in the High Republic that you can honestly like see his fingerprints on literally everything, and I think that yeah. is so unique and and so cool. And I think you yeah. know it's it's rare for people to attach to a villain as quickly as people did to Marshy and Roe, and I think I think yeah. that's super cool, just really unique. Yeah, so love it. Good I mean, pick. his fingerprints. Are on, are on literally everything from Starlight Beacon to Senator yeah. Staros. His fingers are everywhere. Anyway, Eric, stop my it. next pick. <laughs> um, <coughs> <laughs> my next pick um, is also going to be pretty obvious. I'll promise you I'll get a little, a little more clear in the next one. But I don't trust either one of you. There's four picks until my next one. <laughs> and I would be just 
so remiss if, let's see, uh, as Alexander said in the chat, I would be so remiss if I didn't make this pick uh, for one of my Jedi Masters. One of my, I've never felt as connected to a character as quickly in my life. It is absolutely Light of the Jedi's star, Loden Greatstorm. Um, the Twi'lek master himself, the man who asks his Padawan if it's time to get into a little bit of trouble, um, and the character that went on such a journey, and as shown in this picture, the man who I have commissioned literal artwork from Missouri Art, shout out, that's why I use this official photo, this is the art I commissioned of him um, from Light of the Jedi, and he's just, to me... I think the epitome of what a good, wise, yet battle-ready mm. Jedi Master should be. Yep. Um, I am a. Uh, yeah, I, I am really it. shocked that uh, I'm really shocked that he did not make it into the uh, the top characters of the year last year. I was. I know. Shocked, yeah. but he was not in the top three. He was in. The, he was number four actually. Yes. On yeah. the list, but and he was basically in like believe. two books ish. Yes. Like yes, one. He was such a. Such a good character, man. I yeah. loved him. I think he's. I honestly think he's my favorite singular character from all of all of the High Republic Initiative. Yeah. Really do, and we we got so little of him. Like that's why yeah. he was so good. They they, they, they killed him so fast. <laughs> no. All right, I said I, I said I wasn't going to say that, but that's happened very early. It's in like almost a year. You didn't know that already. Yeah, and I will say, Jared, you did call me out already that my team would not get along with Loden and Markion uh, are my top two. Mm. So <laughs> they're not hanging out. I'll say. That's true, but but no, but oh, hi, Morden. Uh, hey, yeah, Morden. I mean, the draft. Hey, buddy. I think Morden likes your pick. Um, I, I think he does. I, I think uh, you know, Loden and Martian would definitely not get along together. But speaking about about Loden in general, I think that honestly he's made such a big impact on everybody because he was taken away from us so quickly. Like he was always mm-hmm. promised to be. Like I feel like when they were promoting the Higher Public before it even released anything uh it was all about like this twilight uh jedi master with a yellow lightsaber and everybody was so interested in him and then uh, bam he t- took him away real quick and then all of a sudden you knew that nobody was safe and uh i, I think yeah. also i mean when you look at bell zedifar like you know he's obviously left a huge uh imprint on on him and has influenced the way that he has acted throughout the entirety of the era so he's definitely made a bigger impact than you might see on the surface. Great point. And shout out to Justin and Jacob in the chat who just mentioned that if you do want more Loden, obviously we get Light of the Jedi, Rising Storm, but the High Republic Annual, um, the High Republic Adventures Annual, rather, um, all of the authors got to write a short story in it. It's a w- really wonderful uh, kind of unique project. And Charles Soule did write a, like, the best times version of Loden and Bell on a mission with as Master and Apprentice. So if you haven't picked that up and you want more Loden and Bell specifically, because, come on, you're a human with a pulse and love in your heart, uh, definitely go check out the High Republic Adventures Annual, number one. And if you need more Loden, <clears throat> I mean, don't we all? Uh, yes. So that's, that's, my, that's my round in the corner pick. Corey, we are back to you in the middle of the second round. You started off very strong yeah. with Avar Chris. Mm-hmm. Who's next? Mm-hmm. Listen, I uh, I am shocked that this is even possible, but uh, I think it would be remiss of me to separate the lovely God. couple. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Ow, I-, I am choosing Elzar oh. Man, or this as I like sacrifice. to call him, Tom Hanks, because 
<laughs> this image is 100% Tom Hanks in Saving Private Ryan, and you cannot convince me otherwise. Look at this dude's face. This artwork is 100% Tom Hanks. But Elzar Man is my <sighs> second choice. God dang um, it. He's such a good character. You know, I uh, listen, I did not I – have I have a confession to make, guys. I have a confession. This is a safe space. I did not love Elzar Man when he had his epic moment, when he rode the dragon. I was like, this character is overrated. I don't really care about him. This is kind of goofy and dumb. But then they got into all this, his, like, his sultry relationship with the, the beautiful, angelic Ibar Chris. <laughs> Man, and you, now I'm wait, like, wait, 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 wait. I want the love story between Elzar yeah. Man and Avar Chris in a full novel, oh. rated R. I want one of those Fabio books where he's like shirtless. Oh with my his long god, that's hair the like, that's the uh, the uh, the alternate cover that you have to pay fifty bucks for. Corey, I bet you can find that on the internet somewhere. I would somewhere. pay. <laughs> <laughs> my cheeks are getting flushed. Are you thinking about Gosh. it, man? Jared, you say my yeah. team is a little fiery. I got nothing on Corey's right now. My <laughs> goodness. Oh, God, yeah. Listen, right I, I really, are, we, we really don't know uh, how this whole High Republic thing is going to circle back around in the next five years, right? We really have no idea. We know we're going back in time for the next phase. We don't know what the falling phase is going to be. I mean, they brought in. A, I shouldn't say that. They are changing things, whereas it makes it seem like we're going to get some origin story stuff maybe in the next phase, and then my feelings that we're going to swing back around. Surely we did not develop all this stuff to not swing back around <laughs> on, and I really hope we get more of this sort of like struggle with the dark side that Elzar Man has and this relationship he has with Avar Chris, and yeah. like is that – is that like it was sort of implied in in the uh, Fallen Star that like maybe they're gonna bond over the shared trauma experience, right? So I don't know. You ever I seen your know, ex man. after a really traumatic experience y'all went through, and you're both like, "I'm a little vulnerable right now, aren't you? What could possibly happen? I don't know. See you in a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Dang. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Man, I'm proud. I can't believe that happened. I can't. No, believe I got, I got both of them. I can't believe I, it either. When, when Eric said that his pick was gonna be obvious, I. Thought for sure he was going for Elzar. I had the image queued up. I had the image yeah. queued up. It was on my screen. Then he's like, load it. I thought it was a joke. He said, load it. I'm like, it was, it was but then tough. he kept going. I I'm like, okay. you guys. Because obviously my love for Loden is so known. But my love for Elzar is is approaching, if not equal, <clears> to <throat> Loden. I think like in the Fallen Star, Elzar is just such an, an incredible character. And his rising storm chapters are just elite yeah. And he is he is just such Listen a fully to... formed freaking character from jump. And I just I love him. Yeah. I wish you the well. Chat is Corey, on fire right yeah. now. Yeah, just... <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Blind, Blind Fate says Corey's teammate leaving the house. That's for sure. No. And I will read that book. Let me have oh it. My god. <laughs> you, Corey, you say you don't want to get on Twitter. This is all Twitter is. The last six Listen, months. Listen. <laughs> find me the spicy fanfic and send it to me in Discord. Put it in. Oh my god. We have a we have, we yeah. have a fan fiction channel in Discord. We do. I think. Yeah. I, I think saw so it this too. week. I didn't even know that that existed yeah. as CEO of Utini. But y'all put it in there. That. Put it in higher public. DM Corey specifically. Tweet at Living Force. Give yeah. us your mm -hmm. spicy firebrand fanfics. Corey wants them. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Actually, no. Wait till the end of the I episode. Read, I read a really dirty Star Wars fanfic one time just out of curiosity. I was like, what is this thing all about? And I saw it. It was in my Twitter feed, like, just randomly. And I'm like, what is this? And I clicked on it. And I'm like, I couldn't stop reading. I'm not going to lie. It was like, it was spicy. I'm just like. Bro, the fan <laughs> fiction community is weird, dude. I really I did not expect 
any of this. This, this is, took like a you know, major turn. Draft shows. So Emma, wow. here's the thing. You started. <laughs> my face is my face is hot, guys. We gotta move on. We gotta move on. You started. Oh my God, Alexander, absolutely. Patreon core, core reading spicy fanfics. Jesus Christ. And, I will 100%. We'll do it. We'll do it. Listen, listen Corey, Corey always says he'll do anything for a price. For, for a price. What is the price? Everything I don't know. Price. Everything don't know. has a price. Yeah. All right. Correct. Emma, you started out this <laughs> with a great pick of Lauren and D. As a, as a, things have happened. <laughs> Since then. <laughs> I'm sorry. This chat is just blowing my mind right now. Blindface says Corey's lighting candles before reading Monster. Caitlin, I need to read this alone. Caitlin, fill up the bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) All right, give me some red wine. Oh my god, Jesus. Okay, all right. Back to back. How do I follow this? I don't know. We are down. We are. We are in the trenches. Corey is running away with this. We gotta. Oh, all right, spicy back. squad. Two Who else can I add to the spicy all squad? Right, so listen, I I was gonna save uh, this for later, but I feel like I really have to do this for the joke, so I'm gonna do it for the joke. Um, it's just perfect timing. I'm gonna pick a, um, a Jedi Master, and I'm going with Torben buckets of blood. Why is this a joke? You may okay, ask. Well, good. Corey, I had a specific image that I wanted you to get, but I didn't want to spoil my pick, so. Look at this man. You printed it yeah! off? Look at this man. <laughs> now, now who has the spicy squad? Oh, my God. Buckets of blood. Tell me that this man buff. wouldn't wreck the entire Nihil on his own. That's all I got to say. Buckets of briefs, am I right? That's all I got to oh say. Oh, my God, guys. Read the Higher Public Adventures. This is what happens. Oh, wait, no, oh no. This man. Was, Higher, was this Higher Public or Higher Public Adventures? The Higher Public. Higher Public, Public, Higher Public yeah. yeah. And when, Public I, when I saw it, I, like, fainted. And, like, oh. you know, I just, you know. Oh, my God. He's ripped. He's, like, he, he's got his Torben Jedi butts. undergarments. And, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it feels natural. Oh. I also feel like he'll get along really well with Lorna D for some reason, so. Oh, yeah. he definitely will in that outfit. <laughs> Butt kits of blood. Thank you, Caleb. Yes, there the it sheer, is. I just want to. I just want to point out the sheer girth of his head tails. <laughs> oh, they're girthy. Are huge. I've never seen it. How does he walk around with that much weight on his head? I mean, listen. Look at the size of oh. these things. Listen, look at his. He's calves. also. Oh wait, let's see. Look oh. at his calf what? muscles. <laughs> These are not his calves. These are his quads. But that's okay. Whatever. It's okay. Or, yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, I'm not a doctor. He's also whatever. he's also. A great we know character. what you, we know what you're looking <laughs> at in that. In that, in that it's, photo. it's getting me a little flustered, man. This is buckets of booty, man. <laughs> uh, buckets of booty. <laughs> buckets of booty. Oh right. my god. So again, right, like I, I wasn't gonna pick that until later, but it felt like a natural trend. He's also great. He's also really. He's great. also great. I mean, you know, he's hilarious. <clears throat> I love his origin story with, uh, you know. Uh, DJO like basing him on like a real person from from when he was mm-hmm. a paramedic that was like so interesting so yeah love that love oh that. my god um great speaking choice. of the bloods off the board yeah speaking of hot people Ooh. um I-, I would like to also pick my second jedi master because i don't trust you guys um mm. and i am picking <clears throat> jedi master selengios Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, just, all three of them had to be gone pretty yeah. soon. It just, it just makes sense. I have loved him for Oof. you know. I mean, look at this art. First of all, holy smokes! 
I mean, he he's yeah. been, you know, kind of one of the the lead characters from the jump. And just, you know, oh my gosh, him in the rising storm, so emotional, especially with uh all the stuff with Lena. So, uh literally it made me teary-eyed. I mean, you know, just to see a yeah. Jedi, especially a male Jedi show emotion, I think was like really cool to see. And uh yeah, his, you know, Fallen Star it was good to see him too. And uh yeah, I, I think I think he's an obvious next choice. I think he's gonna kind of be a good person to rein the chaos of Lorna and buckets in. So. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's as as Charles I'm sure would say if he was if he was here tonight. It's Obi Wan and Higher Public, right? Oh yeah. I mean, his his arc in the phase is so good from you know being yeah. too tied to the council to that moment when Elzar comes to him in Rising Storm and confesses and he sees his friend in need. And he realizes he has to be a Jedi, but also a man at the same time. And like, it, and and obviously, I mean, Fallen Star, as we talked on our roundtable previously, is just it's it's wondrous with him. And God, I mean, he he kind of is the one of the prime images of yeah. the initiative right now. And what what just what a pick! What a pick! Still in still in still in Geos, man. Love him, I mean, yeah. my boy. Also, his lightsaber. I want it. Put it in yes. Galaxy's Edge. Charge $200, whatever. Give me Stone Geos' lightsaber. Eric and I will pay for it, and we all, know it. we all know it. <laughs> we all know it. We all know it. Woo! Also hot. All right, back around. Back around. Here we go. You ready? I don't think I'm I am, all- Corey. <laughs> I'm also about to take another savage pick Uh-oh. from the draft. I hope you're ready because I am choosing my boy, Bell's Edifier. God! That's a <laughs> Good pick. <laughs> it's good pick. Listen, Corey. man. Listen, man. Pick. I am like all about this draft business. Because you also get Emperor with that pick. <laughs> that, that is correct. Bell Zedifar has a dog. He has a pupper, oh, and he it. is a badass. I love Bell Zedifar. Yeah. Awesome. I want a. I want a full novel that's like that's him older in the ne- in the last phase. Like, mm. yes. I want, I want older Bell Zedifar. Like, I hope. I hope. I hope Bell is around for like the collapse of the High Republic. I want that. Mm. I want that. Well, story. I don't want them, that for him. Yeah. So, his soul. Like, I mean, he's too much. He's, he's, he's too lovely to, to do that. <laughs> I know. Can the boy take any more trauma? I don't know. No. Find is out he, is on he the immune last to phase. trauma now? Is he like, oh, what do you got? <laughs> like, how many masters are gone? How many people have I, I seen die right in front of me? Oh, my best friend? Might be dead. Who's to say? Listen. Like, just... Listen. So, uh, you, you know, I'm going gonna, gonna to say it right now. A lot of people know this about me. I love watching Dr. Phil, right? So, uh, I was watching... <laughs> I, pro- I promise this connects. <laughs> I promise this connects. Uh, I was watching Dr. Phil the other day, and the episode was titled The Boy That Feels No Pain. And I was like, Bell Zetaphar? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Bell Zetaphar is on Dr. Phil? Like, Whoa, it's got to be wild. now. Yeah, so uh, I just, I f- my heart breaks for him, seriously. He deserves all the best. I and, I mean, if he didn't have a good pupper, what would his life be like? I just don't know. I don't Terrible. know. Yeah. yeah. Thank goodness for wow. dogs. Right? All right. Mm. Good pick. Good Oof. pick. Right now, I have got a strong team. Guys. God, we'll Avar Chris, Elzar Man, and Bell Zetafar. That is. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Um, Very good. This, now, this is where my strategy comes in. Because now I have two picks. Mm-hmm. You both have both your Jedi Masters done. So I do not have to pick a Master right now. Yeah, that's true. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a little little detour. I'm going to pick both my 
Jedi Knights. Oh, I'm so slash scared. Padawans. I'm so scared right now. Okay. Yeah, you should be. <clears throat> one of them, I know who you want, Emma. I, I'm probably not going to take your number one. Okay. Probably not, knowing you. Okay. I've edited your work. I know who you like. Um. <laughs> but what I'm going to do, I'm going to take the. T- oh, hoo, 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 it's tough. Okay. First off, I will. I will say, one of the stars of the High Republic that not as many people know about because of their reading habits uh, is the badass that has the power to talk down the light of the Jedi. Created by Kevin Scott, it's Keith Trennis. Damn it! Uh, Keith Trennis, yes! Keith Trennis, star of the High Republic comic. Um, one of the most interesting, awesome Jedi. I mean, look at this shot. Uh, look at she's so this good. Amazing badass. Um, oh I absolutely love Keith Trennis, especially yeah, knowing that she may be going towards the Master Trennis of the Lost 20. Yeah. It's always been a fascinating thing of her back, but to watch her throughout Phase 1 deal with her master skier dealing with force issues, dealing with her place as wanting to be a Jedi Knight. And what is she doing? Um, believing in the light of the Jedi, going undercover with the Naya, fighting the Drengear. Like, all these things that Keeve goes through are so intense. And she is just such a very real... She also swears a ton, which is great. Someone on Twitter... <laughs> I, I forgot your username. I'm so Sorry. <laughs> But uh, they, they found out that in Phase 1, I think Keeve swore 34 times. And her favorite word is Criff <laughs> or Criffing. So we, oh love, we love a that foul is, mouth. Uh, um, that's pretty good. But yeah, if you've, if you've obviously read any kind of High Republic comic, uh, Keeve has been there from issue 1. And her evolution throughout the phase and the stuff that she has to go through all the way up to standing up against Avar when she goes through some really tough stuff yeah. in the later issues is really, really... Really wonderful, and obviously Emma, you know more than, frankly, more than us, having gone through so much of the of the comic uh, over on the Cosmic Force. Yeah, I mean, following her story weekly since its inception, oh my god, it's just it's been a roller coaster. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Ahsoka's arc in that we get to follow her from like this very sort of um, like juvenile phase up to when she's sort of learning how to, you know, come into her own and be confident in her choices and. Oh God, I love a story like that. It's there's something just so interesting about it, and of course, you know, knowing that in Dooku Jedi Lost there was a Jedi Master Keith Trennis of the Lost Twenty, like Eric said. I mean, that's a thread that I just like I keep following, and and I think you know he knows he knows they keep playing us like uh, you know keep making us think that she's gonna fall and then wait she's not and uh, yeah I mean oh she's such a cool character I mean double bladed green lightsaber she's got awesome hair. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. she's, yeah. she's hair just is so on cool. point throughout. On point, yeah, she's such a badass. Love it, love it. Awesome. All right, so yeah, last pick of the second round. Easy, keep trying this. Now the second one, I'm gonna keep Jedi Knight Paddle on, and this is a character that I really liked when I met them, but as time has gone on, they've really risen because I think they've gotten another full story. This is a Daniel Jose older character um, that he wrote one of his favorites. From issue one of High Republic Adventures, it is the one, the only Lula Telesola from High Republic Adventures. That is also a good pick, darn it. (laughs) Jeez. So Lula um, is a freaking phenomenal character. This Harvey Tolabau art showing her love of being a Jedi is so clear, Mm -hmm. but also she respects the intensity of what it costs her. Her 
Her character is all about wanting to be the best. She is the straight-A student. She is the person where being the best at everything has always meant so much. But then she meets Zine, and then she kind of does more adventures with her friends as the phase goes on, and she learns so much about what it actually means to be a Jedi. And and if you've read all the High Republic adventures, even if you haven't, I highly recommend picking them up now that that issue or that volume is kind of completed. Her evolution is so good and so strong and wonderful. And even her parts of Midnight Horizon, she's not in the book a ton, but when she is, she's these really epic moments. And I just think she's one, a really freaking great Jedi, but also a Jedi unlike anyone I'd ever met before. And the more I read of Lula, I was just like, yo, if I open a door and the freaking Lula Telly Solo and Keith Trennis are popping out to like be amazing. I mean, what more do you want? Yeah, absolutely love Lula. Happy to have her on my team to run out my Padawans. <laughs> Eric, these are just these two picks in a row. Oh, my God, you're killing me. Like, these are such that good was the, picks. That was the goal? <laughs> these are seriously such good picks. I mean, something something about Lula got me so interested. And I remember, like, you know, these the Higher Public Adventures and the Higher Public Comics, they both start at the same time. And I remember feeling... Yep at the beginning like much more interested i mean not much i was obviously interested in both but for some reason i was drawn more towards the higher public adventures and i honestly mm-hmm. think it was because of lula um such Real an talk. amazing yeah. character and and especially her relationship with her friends trying to balance like how much friendship is too much connection oh Man. my gosh that cover that cover too oh my goodness <clears throat> so good the uh that. the cover for the, the, higher public, the annual cover. Two. yeah yep. so good um yeah, no, I just again, she's another character like Keeve that we get to follow from like a young age. I would I would say that she's definitely started out more mature than Keeve, I would say for sure. Um, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, less just, fiery. Less fiery for sure. Yeah, she's more more laid back, kind of has more respect for the rules and stuff, but it's been interesting to see her struggle with like can I break these rules? How far will these mm-hmm. rules bend before yeah. they break? I love that yeah. stuff. Yeah, and if you want the end of a really great arc and a really great love story in the High Republic, the last issue of High Republic Adventures is r- just yes. really hits beautifully hard. Uh, I I do hope that they that they release the entire run in like an omnibus eventually uh, because these these trade paperbacks for those yeah, of you who don't know are good. so the, they're smaller because they're, the IDW ones compared to the Marvel ones like it's a s- mm-hmm. much smaller page which is which is odd. Mm-hmm. So I hope that eventually we get it all in. But yeah. Lutelli Sola and Keith Trennis are all being mentored on my team by Loden Great Storm. And that's where I will start the fourth round. Corey, it's mm. back to you, buddy, with freaking, you know, your really lame team of Afar Chris, Elvar, Elzar Man, and Bell Zedifar. <laughs> Listen, another strong pick. You guys have just left this, you know, you're. They write too many analogy. good ones, is the problem. You're, uh. <laughs> Your your left field is just totally wide open. <laughs> I don't know. That's a sport, right? You did great, Corey. I'm uh, proud of you. Thanks, thanks, Dad. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I uh, I have a, I have another strong I have another strong pick. Uh, oh God, I'm, I'm so gonna stick with my theme of my theme of of pairs of couples with none other than my boy Buriaga. That's a good pick. Nice, the Wookiee. My second. That's right. My second Jedi Knight slash Padawan best friend of Bel Zedifar, 
one of the most interesting Wookiees I think we've ever seen in Star Wars. The fact that he's a Jedi is really, really cool. And he's also like the most lovable character, I feel like, in all of the High Republic. I mean, yeah. I mean you, can't, who you can't not love him. <laughs> he's just cuddly and nice and lovable and good character. Good character. I love yeah, that they I, made the cutest character, like the most adorable character in the High Republic, also extremely empathetic. That was such a good character choice. Yeah. yeah. Like he, the fact yeah. that he freaks out, and the whole reason that they saved that, that ship in Light of the Jedi is because he's so empathetic and he feels the, the suffering of people so intensely. And his, and his relationship with Master Nibasik is so cool because she's like, no, I get you. I speak a little of the language and I understand you, you know, and then. Every time we see him afterwards, he's just like, I don't know. I'm a Wookiee. I don't want them to be freaked out. But I'll like say, hey, you all good? I'll hug you. All right, never mind. That's cool. And then yeah, obviously, sure. you're right, Corey, with him and Belle. I mean, their their relationship as it evolves throughout the books is so great. And especially in Fallen Star, like, they are. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And he's a giant wooden lightsaber. So, like, who doesn't love it? Yeah. I think, listen, I think that would be. My lightsaber, like, like, would be wooden esque. I feel like yeah. would like, it also be the size like, of a claymore, I, where you just carry it around like. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> it's, it's a long sword. It's like eight feet long. Amazing. Yeah, that'd be exactly what I would want to do. I love that, man. Well, hey, we'll, we'll go to Disney together, and, and you'll build a lightsaber, and you'll cry. It'll be great. Sounds, good. Sounds good. I man. cried. It's good, it's good for you. Gosh. Mm. So wait, is hold on. Like basically, Corey's just getting almost the entire cover of *Light of the Jedi*. Is what I'm realizing yeah. right now. <laughs> I know, seriously. Um, <laughs> so. That's so true. <laughs> All right, uh, Emma. I, I mean, we're, we're we're. I feel like we're doing well. Um, yeah. much, even though the chat is just lauding Corey. Um, Listen, I've never won a draft pick ever. All right, We put this on Twitter. If I don't win with this stack, I'm going to be pissed. Let me tell you. But, Corey, here's the thing. The entire draft is so stacked that there cannot be a loser here, I think. Unless you get the less votes. All right, Emma. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a real third-place attitude. All right, Emma, no. what is... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, God. You're two in a row. And, yeah. I, and I believe. So, yeah, you'll get two in a row. And then you'll have one pick left as the last pick. But this is like your last main stack. Yeah. For two yeah. folks to ride out your team that has Buckets of Blood, Stellan Geos, and Lorna D. Yes. So far. None and of also, us have picked a non Jedi yet either, just to be clear. It is clear. Yeah. Oh, and we've been. We've not been as great as this. Uh, Buryaga is in all the main adult books. Of the High Republic, and also, I believe, is in George Mann's Battle of Starlight and the Republic Fair kids' books. I think he's in all three of them, actually. Like, I think that he kind of stars in them, right? Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. He's also in the first one. Which is a great Which choice. Again, like, yes. Burry in a God, children's book. Love our man. Yes. Oh, such a good choice. Furry Burry. All right. All right, well, Emma. Uh, I better get some... Uh, you know, a, a knight slash Padawan up in here, and by my reaction, I, Eric, I think I, I think you know where I'm going. Uh, my favorite, you may, you, may, you may select her. Yes, thank you. Uh, my favorite Jedi in the entire High Republic, it's Vernestra Rowe. Don't call her Vern. Yeah. Yes. I, I love her so much. Like, <clears throat> oh, I mean, she's okay. She's got a light whip. And she is super young, a little unsure of herself, but she's gotten promoted. She's got a Padawan. Mary Allen's are super cool. And, yeah, she's, like, They just look rad. Yeah, like, she just looks rad, yeah. Uh, Purple is my favorite color, so we kind of, 
you know, we kind of mesh there. And yeah, no, but she's a super interesting character. I, I, I was drawn to her right from the beginning. Uh, personally, I just love all of Justina Ireland's work. And when she, when I met this character in A Test of Courage, I felt immediately drawn to her. I just, I don't know, she felt really relatable to me. And I like when, mm-hmm. when Jedi can feel relatable because a lot of times you can't relate to a laser sword wielding force power using Jedi because that's that's hard to relate mm-hmm. to as a boring human. <laughs> Although they did give her a lightsaber on the cover of this comic for whatever reason. I don't know why they didn't give her the light whip. Yeah. It was in whip form. It, so yeah, I like she, that it's like I like how you can go back and whip. forth, you know, you know, she can like <clears throat> yeah. she can say, Hey, you want to see something cool? And then bam <laughs> pulls out the whip. Yeah. Can you imagine can you imagine being the first person to figure out that you could, like, change – you could design a oh. lightsaber in which the light just, like, collapses in your lap? Like, that's how dangerous that is. The guy's, like, fiddling with it, and suddenly it goes from being, like, like a solid blade just, like, collapsing and burning holes and literally everything. It's like – He's like dodging out of the way, and it like falls through the floor, and like falls through all the like in the like you know you ever seen the those, those cartoons where like somebody drops a lightsaber in the Death Star, and it just goes through yeah. all the floor. Yeah, it just like melts, melts. That's probably yeah. why it's like so That's forbidden for the Jedi because like it ruined yep. all their nice floors in the temple. <laughs> and you right. got and Emma. Right. Now you got Master Stellan with Vernestra. That's right. I have a I have a good Padawan. pair. Yeah, That's true. Good pair. Synergy. I love that. Yeah, I love some synergy. I totally do that. On Phenomenal purpose. pick. So, um, she dominates. And where where can people read her? Um, I know she's like makes some appearances in the major novels, but we she makes most of her work and stuff we have not actually talked about yet on this show. That's correct. Yeah, she's in a lot of the junior reader stuff, A Test of Courage by Justina Ireland and uh, Mission to Disaster also by Justina Ireland. Uh, she also features a little bit in uh, Race to Crash Point Tower by DJO. I uh, lost the name there for a second. And, oh, my gosh, that there's a scene in Race to Crash Point Tower between her and Lula, I think, that absolutely made me cry. It made me cry. Jacob talks about it a lot. The attachment um, scene. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. Seriously, I, I will remember that forever. Yeah. It was so good. So good. I love it. It's beautiful. Love it. Great so, pick. Great pick. Yeah. In, in keeping with uh, the knight slash Padawan theme, uh, I really want to take someone that I've also been really enjoying in content. I think she was a little underused. Eric, yeah, you're right in the Google Doc there. Orla Jereni. Um, yeah, yes. super we'll interesting take her. character. Jedi Wayseeker. Jedi Wayseeker cool. that I always say is a Wayfinder because the Rise of Skywalker. Um, but yeah, yes. uh, right. <laughs> she. Um, it's interesting. Like the first concept art that we got from the High Republic had this like female looking type of humanoid that had totally white skin and white lightsabers and that's one of the only designs that we've actually seen make it through and uh i think that that's super great um i love that she is a mentor to elzar i think her her perspectives on the force and on life in general are super interesting because she doesn't necessarily think inside the boundaries of what the jedi teach she kind of finds a way to like make the Jedi teachings more relatable. And I think that's really important, mm-hmm. especially for people like Elzar. Yeah. I also that's love that awesome. she's like, F the rules. Yeah. F all this. <laughs> F you, Master Jedi Council, F everything. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. I love but that. But she did yeah. it without I completely leaving the Jedi, which is super unique. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm in the Jedi. Cool. I'm still, like, an, an honored member of it, which is like, you know, hey, the Jedi had kept this order. Maybe would have fixed a lot of stuff later on. <laughs> And, yeah, she's also just a consummate, amazing badass. Like, hold on, we got our 
Speaking of things where you can read her, we meet her in Into the yeah. Dark by Claudia Gray, but she also makes an appearance in The High Republic Volume 2 yes. with Kevin Scott. And I love that this lightsaber design has the like the Jedi Temple Guard slash Dark Ray yeah. double saber thing yes, that can hinge. flip out. Yeah. Love, hinge, love a hinge yes. design. Yeah. So good. Love so a good. hinge design. Yeah. She's so wonderful. And I just I, – I agree that her stuff with Elzar in the beginning of Fallen Star where they're on that meditation planet – is so great because she's like, I'm a great teacher. I'm also just going to, like, rib you a little bit. Like, I'm yeah. not afraid to, like, make fun of you. Mm. Um, which yeah, makes her just a really great character. I think she's just – she provides a great reminder that you don't have to be, like, 100% serious all the time to be a Jedi. And I, I like yeah. that. That's how I, how I hope that being a Jedi would feel like, that it's not totally life and death seriousness all the time. It's a great call. Awesome. Orla Jereni. Our second-to-last pick for Emma. Uh, Corey, your second-to-last pick. You have a non-Jedi and villain left after your ridiculously stacked Jedi core. You know, I've learned <coughs> from this conversation that uh, my not having been super caught up with all the comics, uh, given I've read about half of them, but I'm, I'm not quite caught up, as you guys. There's a lot. My hands are not, my hands are not bound the way that <laughs> yours are. All right, Emma's on a on a comic show. She's tied up, man. Like she's stuck <laughs> in those comics. All right, which has left the door wide open for some of these amazing picks, like none other than what a lovable oh! character. <laughs> than the stone himself, no. Geode. He's a Vintian. My man. He's a Vintian. The Vintian. The non Geode. There he, he is. He rocks. Yes. I yes. cannot Collect believe your best, everyone. Who had Geode in the fifth? I, uh, Who had Geode in the fifth? <laughs> Geode, man. Geode. Listen, I hated Geode early on. I was in the camp. I was in the camp. Same, I'm sorry honestly. to say. Same. I'll say I was it. in the camp. I was like... Like, you know, like on Family Guy, uh, if you've ever watched any Family Guy, they do this thing. I was talking about this last night, and I'm like, I really don't enjoy Family Guy. I love Futurama. You guys have heard me say that all the time. Mm -hmm. I just don't love Family Guy. And one thing that they do a whole lot in Family Guy is they tell a bad joke, and they know it's a bad joke, but they want to sell it anyway. So they tell it like <laughs> ten more times in the same episode. Mm -hmm. And it, it's it's not funny, even on the tenth time. It's still a dumb, bad joke, all right? That didn't happen with Geode. Maybe they told 100 jokes, and by, uh, by like, 85, it was funny, all right? But yep. I love this character now. I think he is goofy and interesting, and I have to say that Claudia Gray's ability to craft really clever, like, witty comments about this character is really fun in a, in a goofy, creative thing. That's obviously a, like a joke kind of between the authors, but they've made it like a, like a real character. And like they've developed this species where he's like able to absorb blaster fire and crazy stuff. It's just like, oh gosh. it's, it's really clever and creative and interesting. And it's funny, man. Yeah. I'm all for the Geo jokes now. And Fallen, the Geo jokes in Fallen Star were absolutely on point. He was actually – that's where I first enjoyed him fully was in Fallen Star. But also, yeah, Corey, if you give me the camera for a second, I'm pulling out my High Republic Adventures Volume 2 here. He literally does appear in the, in the High Republic Adventures as, as mm. a slab of rock. Yes. There he is. Wow. There's our guy. Interesting. And you too uh, can put him like on your countertop. Those, uh... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, somebody needs to send me a rock that looks like Geode, like, and just, like, glue, like, little googly eyes on him or something. 
Dude, just put them on a Funko and, stand. That's all I need. Like, yes, I'll just, I'll just put it. Now I want, I need an actual rock. It has to look like this. All right. Now I'm gonna wow. put it. I'll put it on the shelf in my metal malice shelf. Geode <laughs> will make the shelf. Okay. Wow, I'm I'm He's... slightly speechless right now, but I actually agree with you. Like I I <laughs> I did not enjoy. G- I mean, I enjoyed him. Like I thought he was okay, but I didn't actually like him until the Fallen Star. I thought yeah. the humor kind of hit yeah. more for me, and I think maybe just now we're starting to get to know him a little bit more, and I think that's cool. I love that joke about like. Uh, like wow. like he's a ladies man or something. I was like, oh, that's that's yeah, funny. that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he can show up in my spicy fanfic that we're. Gonna <laughs> that would be it. That would be the. That would be the. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> wow! I don't, I don't, I don't know Geo, if I want that. Not... <clears throat> Geode stood in the corner, fully erect. <laughs> <in> his... <laughs> no. Some can say. Some can say his heart is a rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Jesus God! Elzar okay. and Avar got back to their room, and Geo Geo's just in the corner. <laughs> oh my God! Okay. That, oh, that took a that took a turn. Oh it should not wow. have turned. Corey, oh. you have a, you have a okay. dirty mind. PG, PG, PG. Okay. <laughs> Wow. All right. All right. All right. Geode. Well done. My goodness. That was inappropriate. I'm sorry. Okay. Bring it back. Bring it back. I've not had anything to drink tonight, believe it or not. No, you're just... This is you 100%. My face All right. So I I have two... (laughs) My final two picks away from Corey's foolishness. All right. right. I have a Jedi Master and a non-Jedi. Um... My non-Jedi, I'm going back and forth between two, so I'm going to do my Jedi Master first. Okay. This is the Jedi Master I actually was going to talk about a lot tonight if this had been the Midnight Horizon show. Because this Jedi Master I liked a lot, but then I read Midnight Horizon, I'm like, oh, they're one of my favorites because they had flashbacks in that book, they had really great action sequences in that book, they were a really great friend in that book, and I got to see them in their prime. And that is Jedi Master Cantum Psy. Um, Cantum Psy, all right. Cantum Psy. I this was it was Cantum and Comac are both incredible in this book, yes. but Cantum just came above and beyond with me. Uh, Cantum first appeared in the High Republic Adventures, uh, where they were uh, funny enough. Lula Telly Solo's master as well, so I guess I got that going oh, for there me. You go. I do have one pairing, but in Midnight Horizon, Cantum Psy goes through this giant journey. Of flashing back to when they were younger and and wanted to maybe go away from the Jedi for a bit and kind of find out who they were. There's a bit of a love story plot, and there, but there's just this amazing journey of discovery um, as they learn from Yoda and do the, all these other other amazing things. And then how they deal with the troubles on Corellia in Midnight Horizon are just are is just gorgeous stuff, and really made me realize like, oh my god, I I I love this character in a way that I that I don't think I quite fully understood just reading Higher Public Adventures. And now, I honestly can't wait to go back through, even though that, that series has focused mainly on, like, Lula and Ram and Zine and the younger characters, I want to see Cantum's influence when we get to see Cantum's kind of, like, mentoring of Lula come through and shine through. But really, Midnight Horizon was the one that did it for me. And reading through that book, I was just really, really... Really excited to see them. And I think, looking at my team makeup, having Loden Greatstorm and Cantum Psy as the two masters, like, guiding the ship, 
I'm weirdly like a, a serene wise squad now with those two. Yeah. That's a that's a great yeah. pick. I mean, they they were although they weren't super prevalent in the High Republic Adventures comic. Whenever they were there, I was like, I want more of this character. And then when I read Midnight Horizon, yes. I was like, Oh yes, this is like what I wanted. I wanted more backstory. And honestly, it kind of yeah. made me think like, Oh, this could be really interesting for a lot of different characters. I wonder if you know yeah. other characters like Cantum have backstories as interesting as they do. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. Uh, also, Jacob in the chat, I do got to say that was my backup. Uh, no Porter Angle is shocking. The Blade of Bordana was absolutely going to be my next one. Yeah. <laughs> or Comac. Listen, I think like those three are I, po- yeah. Porter so Porter Angle is going to be in uh, he's going to be in the phase two draft because we were 100 percent going to get, you know, that full story. Yeah. And if this is any indication, he'll be two things, young and super hot. <laughs> so I'm really excited to see what Porter Angle does. <laughs> Let's be real. Oh, it, do you remember? Did you guys watch Avatar: The Last Airbender? Oh you guys yeah. Watched that? Yeah. You never watched Avatar? Oh, no. it's, it's a perfect oh, man. show. All right. Well, Eric, you will appreciate this. Okay, blind faith's easy. Here. Porter's gonna come in hard. Phase two. Come on. <laughs> you know the vibe of this show. Listen, Porter Ingle is gonna look like he's gonna look like like buff Uncle Iroh when he's in the from- prison. <laughs> When he's in the prison, yes, yes he's like doing push-ups in there. It's, that's what he's going to look like. That's what he's going to look like. Absolutely. Anybody that watches Avatar out there, all right, one hundred percent, absolutely great all right. choice. All right, um, my next, my last, my last pick <clears throat> to start off our last round is my non-Jedi. There were a, a bunch of really, really great ones. I don't want to say who are my backups yet because I want to see who you, who you folks choose. Um, other than Geo, it's like I thought it was who Emma picks. Um, <laughs> but this character was introduced. Later in the phase, uh, and was really just a cool, interesting take that we hadn't seen before on this type of character. Vague, 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 vague. Uh, made by the glorious Kevin Scott. And it is the Witcher in Star Wars who flew on a dragon. It's Ty Yorick. That's a good um, pick. Yeah, Ty Yorick is a essentially mo- like... A Jedi, a non, a former Jedi monster hunter, right? Was was the, was the the vibe and like yeah. the fact that she plays such a cool part in Rising Storm of being like a saber for hire, essentially, and then going into the monster of Temple Peak is just such a fun evolution for her. I just thought she was really, co- I mean, she's just cool. Sometimes Star Wars is just really cool, and I really loved the intensity that she brought. I loved also how she got to deal with um, Ram Jamaram. And, like, their little back and forth in the little prison <laughs> that was both in Racer Crash Point Tower and also in Rising Storm. Um, and she is a large reason why Rising Storm was such a big book for me. And I, I do hope, as Justin's saying in the chat, that we do get more tie in Phase 3. I think she has a lot of cool potential in that, whether it's solo or aside more Jedi stuff. But, um, ooh, yeah. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll say some of my backups because this was a really tough category, honestly. But Ty is just so impactful and intense whenever she graces the page that i was i was happy to add her to my mm. to my crew as my last member very good my goodness um, yeah, those are some good picks good. eric all right Corey. you got avar chris elzar man bell zedifar boryaga agabari geode perhaps the most fan-friendly mm. team i've ever seen but you have to get a villain he's playing and a win. Run, Lord true. Of the D are gone 
Yeah, you definitely picked my you know my strategy. Lost out on the villains, I will have to say. Mark and Rowan and Lorna D are both pretty dang good. I would have to say. Um, you know, I I do. You know, looking at the list here of villains that we got, there are some good ones left. But I think I would. Uh, I think it would be foolish of me to pick anyone besides Mister Bronchitis himself. <laughs> <laughs> Pan Ada. Yeah. Pan Ada, man. I uh I really like Pan Ada a lot. Um he is uh he's very much like the sort of most godfather of the of the uh Oh sure. Uh what are they called? What's the uh oh, the storm the head of the storms? What are they called? Uh the Tempest Runner. Crap. The Tempest Runners. Good lord, the name of the book for crying out loud. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's most Godfather-like of all the Tempest Runners, and I, I really, you know, other than his ridiculous coughing in, <laughs> in uh, yeah. you know, uh, Lorna D's story, Tempest Runner, um, you know, yeah, in Tempest Runner, yeah, uh, he, his voice is really, really cool. I mean, uh, Mark Thompson does a really cool thing in the in the audiobook with his voice, his really deep, scary, menacing voice, and it fits the alien very well. Who he, he looks like. I didn't actually realize that he was this type of alien. I, now I'm remembering you guys telling me about this uh, back when we talked about Tempest Runner, Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's the same alien that's in like The Force Awakens. Yep, like sitting in on that giant chair. Yeah, I, I know Mazes. that alien's yeah. name. Like the guy's name from The Force Awakens, his name is like Grumgar or something. I don't know the actual species name though. Uh-huh. I don't know why I know that. Don't ask, yeah, don't ask me big, why I know that. <laughs> big menacing guy that the, the, that the lady that, that calls the First Order like gets off of his yep. lap or whatever and goes and oh, calls oh, her or whatever. Oh, like, Natal? Yeah. The... the the dumbest piece of random fiction I know about the Force Awakens. That is pretty impressive. I'm not gonna lie, you just pulled that out of nowhere. But okay, That's I can't what I got, remember baby. The, you know the name of the book that we just read a couple months ago. But you got <laughs> that fact. That's cool. Uh, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like Panetta. He's a cool character. Um, yeah, you know? really good in Tempest Runner. Uh, You're right. Like really, really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. Big fan. All right. So we got. We. I mean, three of the heads of the Nile. Uh, no. No drinker. In this, in this, or no, uh, you know, Chancey Yarrow, Crix Camerat, uh, D- Diva Lumpop was mentioned in the chat, uh, earlier. We love her, of course, Kasav, <clears throat> Kasav's hand, uh, a <laughs> lot of great ones. Nan, but Panada as a final villain is very solid. Emma, bring us home with a final pick, which is your non-Jedi. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, um, shouldn't have left this one for last, because this is a really hard category. Now it's really hard. It is. It is really hard. Um, there's a lot of good ones, but you know. All right, I'm gonna tell you one that's not in this category, but is on our list, and I'm gonna make a argument for it. Okay, so Zine okay. Marala mm-hmm. is on the list of Padawans. I would argue that she's a non-Jedi because she's a Padawan. She's not a Padawan, though. She's like, remember, they're like, oh, you can go home whenever you want, blah, blah, blah. Chat, what do you think? Chat, is Zine a Padawan or a non-Jedi? Is she just hanging out with the Jedi? Or are you guys going to give this one to me? I don't know. Does she carry a lightsaber and use the Force? She doesn't have a lightsaber. She uses a blaster. Yeah. But she is brought in by the Jedi. She's not. Wow. All the chat saying non-Jedi. Thank you, chat. Thank you, chat. All right. I think I actually, I, I actually think I agree with the chat here. I didn't realize that she didn't carry a lightsaber. I just All finished. Right. Uh, I just finished um, um, 
Midnight Horizon. Right? Yeah. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, I think I imagined her with a lightsaber the whole time. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. No, she definitely didn't have a lightsaber yeah. in that I mean, now look. I'm, now I'm pissed. Yeah. I, sh- I should have put Zine on my team instead of Ty. I was kind of waiting. Would've. I was kind of waiting for you to do that. But, like, I mean, so first of all, Zine is a great character. I lo- she's she's awesome. so interesting to me. Like, she feels so at yeah. home with her found family. And obviously, we can all relate to that so much. And I just, I love it. And, uh, you know, her relationship with Lula is also so great. Yeah, here's here's her pictures, Karen. Her her little like uh, blast <clears throat> thing, and uh, just the fact that the Jedi let her just hang out while she's kind of in a rough spot Ooh. is just oh so lovely. Love it, Emma. Mm. Yes, sir. Will you entertain a trade of Ty Yorick for Zine Morala? <laughs> well, because what? I was not aware she was not Jedi. <laughs> you don't have to, <laughs> but if that's where it's going, I I'm offering it on draft day trade. I feel like that would. You want to keep Zine? I feel like that would make. Is that a thing in sports? It is a thing. I feel like that would make your team stronger and not do anything for my team. So I think I'm gonna keep her. Oh wow! (laughs) Okay, so it's. Ouch. That's not even passion. That that's statistics. No, Zine's amazing. No, yeah, I love Zine. Basically, all of the main comic characters are so well fleshed out, and I think it's. I mean, I. I talk about this all the time on the Cosmic Force. I truly think it's just the nature of the medium that we get to flesh out these characters in an incredibly interesting way. And yeah, yeah. I love these characters. Yep. They have le- they have less to say because there's less room to say. Yeah. It, so you have to make it meaningful. Yep. Yeah. I I will say now. I God, Zine is absolutely the right choice. I almost did a uh, Lena So. It was another one. That's I was like, choice. I really love Chancellor Lena So. Yeah. Um. Good leader for the team. The shoe is almost there. Mm-hmm. But that's that's a very. Very, very solid pick, Emma. Thank you. And honestly, before so before we get to a recap of our choices, which I honestly easily the most stacked draft we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, like each team yes, is is sure. very, very good. We, I did get a, a a transmission on on the hollow. Ne- I, I got I got Slack messages. Um, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> uh, from Charles and West, we're not here tonight, but they do love doing our drafts. So I thought. I would reveal Charles and Wes's choices. Now, these weren't drafted, so they might be a little more weighted, right? Because they didn't have to deal with who was gone. But that would be fun if we and you in the chat could end the show by live reacting to their choices before we remind you of ours. So, first up, Dr. Charles Henkel picks two Jedi Masters um, with explanations. First off, Estella Maru. Oh, who interesting. Who was not chosen by us. Mm, not chosen. That's okay. an interesting From the pick. higher public comics. Charles says I saw Estella... the images too. I can throw them up on the oh, screen. Oh, please do. Yeah, uh, he's Charles super cool. says Maru has access to all the information you could possibly want and can handle running an entire state-of-the-art space station, let alone a team. Also, he looks badass, and I love him. Very much Solid love. points. Great job, Charles. Second, uh, Corey, you'll love this, Avar Chris. Avar Chris, says, very good. How can I not choose someone who can link the entire team through the force and be such a recognizable, loyalty-inspiring figure? Not to mention one of those powerful women we've gotten in Star Wars yes. history. Preach. Although, absolutely true. I have to say, I am absolutely shocked he did not pick Stellan Geos. Shocked. Life makes no sense anymore. Yeah. I, I can know. completely agree. <laughs> uh, for the two knights and Padawans, which also this gets into a little bit of category questioning in the second one. First one. Very much Corey adjacent, Bell Zetafar, and C- Charles just said, quote, duh, comes with a space dog. Right. Uh, and if, you, and if you've right. seen Code on any of our shows, you know how much Charles loves that. 
Dude, we had to like we had to like rain Charles in at Asheville, man. Every single dog was just like, oh, look at Golden. It's like, bro, chill out. You gotta ask. Second one, he did pick Ty Yorick as a Jedi Knight slash Padawan. Um, mm. I said, hopefully this counts <clears throat> since she's an ex-Jedi, but she's literally a monster hunter matched by few from a combat standpoint. So although I don't agree with the category, I do agree with the pick. <laughs> this non-Jedi, I didn't even put them on our list, guys. Oh, God. Because Charles chooses, quote, just in case I need a supercomputer, Kevin Tarr. Oh! That's right. Kevin from Light of the Jedi. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Kevin? Why? Okay, so, good choice, somebody, I guess. I don't, I don't have a picture of that. Somebody needs <laughs> yep. to provide yeah. Astala with tech support, of course. Oh, that's it. That's yeah. it, yeah. And, and villain. Charles having the entire draft board picks the Drengear. Oh, wow. And he Dream says... Gear. And he says, quote, this is totally cheating, but I'm not there, so you can't yell at me. Now I have an entire hive mind army at my control. That's so, fair. so Charles definitely went with, like, the war tactics on this one. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah, so, uh, like, that's a, that's a yeah. good pick. Solid. Yeah. Okay. All right, I, I like it. I like it, Charles. Interesting choices. Freaking Kevin and the Drangir took me out. <laughs> I agree that with Alex that, wow, Charles didn't pick Stellan. Very surprising. Yeah. But uh, here yep. we are. Now, Wes Jenkins. Light of our life. Light of the Jedi himself. Uh, he, he said, I didn't add obvious ones, except for one. So th- he hmm. tried to do some interesting folks. Okay. First Jedi Master, Porter Engel. Uh, the Beta Bardana. Starting geriatric says, already, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. You're blood. right. Oh, man. Uh, and he says, quote, <laughs> look at his doofy smile. He's a dwarf. Oh, He's a dwarf from D&D, and I love him. <laughs> oh, uh, Wes says, quote, this man definitely goes out for a meal after having a bite to eat. Which you understand, <laughs> you get the Asheville documentary. <laughs> oh, man. He does, Wes. Uh, number two, one of Corey's favorites, Elzar Man. And mm-hmm. uh, Wes says, he seems to be the Jedi with the most conflicting emotions, and I want to see the turn. Although, after our discussion from the Falling Star, I think it could also be Avar Chris who turns. So, he loves the darkness inside him. Mm. Yeah. Great choice. Jedi Knight. Honestly, a runner-up here for me. Orba Lynn. Interesting Wes says, I'm just fascinated choice. by his species. I, I did not. I, I always thought Orba Lynn was a Jedi Master just because he always seemed so, like, what important. A great photo. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Jedi Archivist. I looked this up when I was Amazing. doing it. Like, yeah, he's an Archivist. Wow. Absolutely wild. Um, and then for a Padawan slash Knight, the second one is a guy who was mentioned in the chat already tonight who we did not choose, despite how great he is in the YA novels. Reese Silas. Uh, oh, good freaking, choice. You know. Yeah. He, he's our, amazing our, at everything our, our he Jedi does. Jedi Padawan boy. Yeah. Character development into the dark. Wes especially loved. The Tom Holland of the High Republic. Yes. I mean, That's come correct. on. The Tom Holland of it <clears throat> yeah. all, you guys. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And he was also yeah. amazing in, in Midnight Horizon, too. Like, yeah, he, he's becoming he's so a super interesting in character. That. Yeah. Like, I, you know, in, in Into the Dark, I don't know if I was, like, 100% sold on him. But, like, after Midnight Horizon, I was like, okay, I can't wait to see where this character goes. Emma, I'm 100% in agreement. 100% agreement with that. Non Jedi, Wes has he has two because one he says geode for obvious reasons, <laughs> but 
Second choice uh, is Ola Drenny, who we also love due nice. to her connection with the Force and finding a different path. So he chose her as non-Jedi. Again, non-Jedi is such a murky thing, which I think made it fun because that means different things for different readers. And I think that's one of the fun things about the High Republic is that it allows us to deal with uh, <clears throat> certain things. Yes, Justin, that is Wreath, quote, I am not luggage, Silas. And for those of you <laughs> not on High Republic Twitter, there is a great quote in Midnight Horizon where Wreath tells... Uh, Ram, that he is not luggage. And for some reason, that is taken off. Love that. And Wes finishes up with Mark Rowe as his villain. Mm-hmm. So some great picks by our fellows who are not here. But you know what? The most important thing about that is that they're not here, so they're not going in the Twitter poll. So, friends, <laughs> let us go through our teams. Uh, because, folks, we do want you as listeners and viewers to go on Twitter for the whole week. Vote on your favorites, as we always do with these. We'll, we'll try to have the poll up probably tonight or tomorrow. Um, and then we'll reveal it on next week. A quick couple of comments. Alexander, yes, you do get to call dibs on Comac. A phenomenal Jedi, especially Midnight Horizon. Which, as a reminder, next week we are going to be talking about part one. And Caroline, no one has taken Leox yet. So you can get that sweet, sweet Texas boy out of yourself right there. All right. All right. <laughs> So let's go around the horn and give our full teams one more time. Corey, what is your totally not stacked, not impressive uh, drafted team composed of? I have the stacked squad <laughs> of Jedi Masters, Avar Chris, and Elzar Mann with Padawans, Bells Atafar, and Buryaga. Uh, Geode is my non-Jedi, and my villain is Pan Ada. Jeez. That's, like, it's, it's just it's as bad strategy that? to say, but it's God, it's so of... impressive. It's a smell uh, of defeat. I think if we, if we <laughs> like that smell, if we, you better light a candle. If we didn't know otherwise, <laughs> I would have thought that you had the number one pick all the way through. Well, you know what? I'm gonna act. I'm gonna. I'm gonna activate High Republic Adventures Twitter. I'm gonna try to key into that because I have <laughs> my Jedi Masters, Loden Great Storm and Cantum Psy. My Jedi Knight Padawans of Keeve Trennis and Lula Talisola. My non Jedi is Ty Yorick, and my villain is Markeon Rowe. Uh, Emma, finish us off. All right. My two Jedi Masters are Buckets of Blood and Stellan Geos. Uh, my Jedi Knights are Vernestra Rowe and Orla Jereni. My non-Jedi is Zine Morala, and my villain is Lorna D. Oh, man. Legit three great teams, which I think as we are, as we are kind of in the, the shadow of the end of Phase 1, really shows just how strong this initiative has been because mm-hmm. like all of these characters can handle so much. They've been in a ton of different mediums, a ton of different story styles, and they're all so interesting. And guys, we're going to get mostly all new ones for phase two starting in October. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's wild yeah. to it's think that to think this about. is what they did in a year, you know? Yeah. It, it's yeah. absolutely it's insane. I, I still can't believe that this is a little over a year old. That's just wild. Crazy. Yeah. In level yeah, 10. they definitely moved through it faster. I mean, does this mean that this is essentially going to be a three-year thing? I mean, I guess, I don't know. It depends I mean, how fast they blow through the second phase. Yeah, because it was originally supposed to be August 2022 when it started. And then because of the, you know, our, our good old supply chain love, I mean, got moved to January. So we'll we'll see. But given that every adult and young adult book thus far has hit the New York Times bestseller list, I think that they... You know, I'm not saying that creative decisions would ever be influenced by business. 
But hypothetically, maybe they're like, you know what? Maybe we keep on making this stuff. So, yeah. Ultimately, folks, uh, one, if you're in the chat tonight or you're listening later, thank you for listening to our fun little experiment. We love doing these. We love this era. And again, next week, we're going to be doing our Midnight Horizon Roundtable Part 1. And then it's probably going to be a little bit of a break. I mean, we got a lot of Kenobi stuff coming up. Our summer is going to be filled with stuff like that and Padme and all kinds of stuff. Um, and it's going to be a while before we revisit this era. So, Emma, thank you for coming all the way over from Wednesday night to come and grace us with your presence here. <laughs> oh, thank you, guys. Um, so this was a as- t- ton of fun. Thank you, guys. Corey, you have made me hurt. I, I hurt. <laughs> Seriously, I Good. I have laughed so hard. You guys are great. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't mean for this to turn so R-rated. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, this is not R-rated. That fan fiction that people are going to send you on Twitter and Discord absolutely will be, though. Oh, my God. What is R-rated, what is, R-rated is that, that cut that Jacob did for us this week. Oh, of yeah. The highlight reel. The Patreon <laughs> ads. From the Patreon. Woof, man, I've forgotten about that. So we're going to post that soon we will and again to all of you if you haven't read any of these books we hope we gave you a lot more reading material if you haven't dived into some of the novels some of the comics in the higher public it's a great time to catch up in the next couple months with all these amazing characters keep your eye out vote for your favorite team we can't wait to see it we'll see you next week for the part one of midnight horizon back with charles and wes but for now that'll do it for this week's episode of the living force if you support us on patreon thank you so much for all your all your help and everything that Eugenie does, enjoy that Rogue One commentary. Revenge of the Sith is coming soon. A special thank you to OK Endar, Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Matt Billington, Elizabeth Cloutier, Freddie C, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at Dexter is MD. Charles, when he's here, is at C. Hankel. And Wes, when he's here, is at Boss Wes. And Emma is at Irma Jedi 26. I think that's correct. Correct. A special thank yes! A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and tonight, Corey, our producer. Thank you to Corey and Emma for podcasting with me tonight. Thanks to all of you in the chat, all of you listening for hanging out. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you, always.